program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. Last week, uh, we talked about Fire the Grid, which takes place on July 28th, 1919, Rio de Janeiro time, or 3.19 p.m. on the West Coast. And I really hope that you'll take the trouble to go to firethegrid.com and get a bit of an insight into this opportunity to join with millions of people in meditation for that one hour. And I was delighted to see just uh, this week in an email that I received from... Paddy Cota-Robles, someone whose work I admire greatly, uh, also promoting Fire the Grid. Uh, Paddy works out of Tucson, Arizona, and has a wonderful World Congress on Illumination over the anniversary of the Harmonic Convergence. And so, with the tremendous support of the spiritual community across the globe, Fire the Grid promises to be a very, very special event. The idea behind the shows uh, for the next few weeks will be to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I am delighted today to welcome to the show Jim Law, who is the co-founder of Voice Entertainment and is a movie maker. Jim normally is behind the camera, but today he's coming out to talk about his passion which is using movies to inform people about science, spirituality, and quantum physics. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peter. Good talking to you again. Well, I'd love to hear just a little bit about what's happening in your life at the moment, which seems quite busy. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I have several things going on now, Peter. We uh, just finished the uh, and released the uh, movie documentary film called Quantum Communication about two weeks ago. So we're busy promoting that film as well as going right into the editing of our next film that we plan on releasing sometime late September called Hope for Humanity. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely staying busy. We try to put out about two documentary films where science merges with spirituality uh, every year. So let's just pause for a moment there and, and let's talk a little bit about quantum communication and, and what that's about. Well, a lot of people would ask the question, what does quantum communication mean? What we're referring to here is communication on the quantum level or the the minute scale, uh, the string uh, connections to everything. If you can imagine what the movie The Matrix was about, 
uh, and remember that it showed how everything was connected and truly like a spider web of um, connection to everything. All of consciousness is connected, and it's describing quantum communication will describe just how this communication takes place. You know, there's something called super strings, and then, of course, we have uh, all the connections from one person to another, but also we're referring to stars and galaxies way beyond our universe, how everything is connected on some level. So the film goes into great discussion. Uh, we actually have interviewed Dr. Bruce Lipton. Uh, he's phenomenal, has some very, very interesting things to say. And uh, also Dr. John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And uh, Dr. Konstantin Koroko, he's a, a scientist and inventor from Russia. And several others, Dr. William uh, Tiller, who was in uh, What the Bleep Do We Know, and uh, Claude Swanson, several, several people, a lineup of about 20 PhDs and uh, amazing people that come forth with the latest discoveries in technology that can prove how we're all connected and what ways we're all connected and then what we can do with that information. So that's a pretty impressive list of uh, people, most of whom I am aware of as on the cutting edge of, of this connection between science and, and spirituality. So from your experience in that film, what would be the essence that comes, actually the essence <laughs> and the material, which is what we're talking about actually, is how the essence and the physical manifestation of that actually show itself in the world. So if you could, if you could distill out the essence of quantum communication, what would you say? Well, what I'd have to say, Peter, is that it's, it's amazing. You know, as a filmmaker, and mainly, like you mentioned in the uh, beginning of the show, how I'm mostly behind the camera, but I, I'm also the writer of Hope for Humanity, and this is a learning process. I don't have all the answers, but as I go along, I'm meeting phenomenal people, just incredible people through our interviewing process and discovering more and more every day. And what the film has brought forth for me personally on a personal level is just, just how connected everything is, um, just our thoughts and being uh, that we are really powerful beings. And I think somewhere along the line in our evolution, perhaps in the last 100 years, we, we have basically been suppressed for some reason by some body. When I say body, that could be a group. But somehow we basically have been dumbed down, that we're much more powerful than um, the powers that be would, would uh, allow us to believe. Uh, what I'm saying here is this, is this goes down through our school system. We're talking about our schools, uh, the things we're taught in, uh, in all grades and even in college, and then also what's being bombarded on us through the media. So I'm also what I'm seeing here is that basically that we are phenomenally powerful beings that we can do what Jesus did. And that's what He was here to remind us of, and that we should not forget that. And that this film, to me, has brought forth that wisdom and ways and exercises actually to uh, move beyond our current belief system. And that's what it's really all about: is reprogramming our belief system. So when you look at some of these eminent uh, men and women who speak on uh, on the quantum communication, um, and often it's it's very hard to put into words um, the experiences that people have had in terms of um, those experiences beyond our normal physical realm and senses. 
you feel in, in the movie those experts have been able to express clearly for the man on the street uh, how that works? They have, you know, and, and I think the time is perfect because, you know, it seems like whenever there's a knowledge bomb of information that comes down to us to make use of as a human race, that it seems to come down fast when we're ready for it. I mean, I, I have to see that, you know, if you look back in our history, that seems to be the case. And the people that we've interviewed are not just discussing this as just their own personal theories. Now they can prove this stuff exists through technology. And we're talking about with um, computer technology and the programs that they develop to work within the computers with people and other objects and things and way beyond just our, our own uh, human race but out into the solar system. They can read and detect these subtle energies. Uh, one device is called the gas discharge. Uh, it's a GDV machine. It actually, you stick one finger at a time into this uh, little hole and it takes a picture of the biophoton emissions from each digit, uh, each fingertip. And it puts that on a computer screen, and it can read your entire bioenergetic field and tell you what's going on if you have a, a pain in your left toe or if you've got a, a little something going on with your kidneys. And this actually uses a diagnostic tool in Russia in that most of our um, uh, equipment that we're discovering here is coming out of Russia. They seem to be a lot more open to this. And that's uh, Konstantin Krakow's work, presumably, in terms of this particular movie. Exactly. Yes, Constantine is in two or three of our movies, and he is amazing. I think he has well over 50 patents. Uh, but this one particular device, like I mentioned, they are actually using it in hospitals as a diagnostic tool because it can read the body's energy fields and not just the aura. We're not just talking about an aura capturing machine or a rice machine. Uh, this is totally different. Um, it, they can read the energy of crystals, of uh, any any object including the human energy field. And what they're doing with this is they're studying our energy fields to just see how we're all connected. In one experiment, they had a man uh, 15,000 kilometers away from another man, and they were both uh, hooked up to the machine, and each was given an instruction. One was to be the receiver, and one was to be the sender of information. And what they discovered is that the information was sent instantaneously. We're not talking about even a split second or one second, but instantaneously, so they, and they could read the heart rate of the person and the brain waves. They mapped the brain waves with EKGs, and they had all the equipment hooked up to each person, and they were sending information signals back and forth to each other, these two gentlemen that were separated by thousands of miles. So what is that telling us? You know, if, what is the limit, or is there any limit at all to communication? And if so, how is that even happening? And is it... Is there a carrier wave or a frequency that our thoughts can travel on? Is it through water, which has been one uh, subject we could talk all day about? That uh, you know, the the thing that they've discovered here is that we're connected in a, in a way that actually occurs instantly. What's really neat about this is is what used to be considered somewhat out there and woo woo, and only certain people could see energy patterns and, and waves around people and, as you say, auras. And now uh, science is actually being able to measure these energy fields and the communication network that actually exists, as you said, in, in terms of the subtle energy patterns is actually now available to us in a scientific point of view, which brings absolute reality and credibility to 
this work as the science and spirituality merge together. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity uh, to bring the two together. We're going to be heading into a break very shortly, so I'm just going to continue for the last few seconds because actually I was um, meeting today with James Barrett who works with a machine that does exactly what you've just been talking about, measuring the heart waves as opposed to the brain waves and essentially that the heart uh, knows the truth and tells the truth and basically can only say yes in an expanded state or no in a closed state and that uh, children who are autistic uh, are now able to communicate through that device which is phenomenal through their hearts. Mm. Um, we're off to a break now and we're going to continue with uh, the discussions with Jim Law talking about hope for humanity which is in fact about the gifted children. This is your host, Peter Tung, back with you in a moment. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. We all have psychic gifts and we use them every day. With a little growth in these areas, we can increase our level of happiness and insight profoundly. Welcome to The Place for Unleashing Your Psychic Abilities with your hosts Holly Matthews and Corinne Varner. Become spiritually sensitized as you join into the discussion on the program. The Place for Unleashing Your Psychic Abilities is broadcast live Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Put your psychic gift to use this week. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's pretty me. scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. 
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tung. Today we have with us Jim Law. And over the break, we actually did have a question for Jim. And I'm just going to ask him that question straight off the top. And that question was, Jim, uh, for you to talk about your personal ET connection. Wow, how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) As long as you need. Okay, all right. Well, you know, Peter, this is actually sort of how I got into the filmmaking uh, industry. Uh, I joined up, I partnered up with uh, David Sarita, and a lot of people uh, may recognize that name. Uh, he's, he's well known in the uh, uh, UFO circles as well as many documentary films, and he's produced a couple of films with Dan Aykroyd. And, and, uh, in fact, I, I spoke about ETs till 2 in the morning with Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi in the jacuzzi one night, and we had some amazing <laughs> stories to swap. Uh, and one of mine that I shared with uh, with Dan and the group as we were just kind of hanging out and talking uh, the wee hours of the morning was about my uh, E.T. Hills hernia story. And this is a true event that occurred uh, in my life about seven years, seven and a half years ago uh, while I was living in Florida, as before I moved to Arizona. And, um, you know, ever since I was a teenager, I always had an experience, a feeling that there was something more than what we could see with our own eyes. And I had my invisible friends, you know, like a lot of kids, you know, you'd talk to somebody and, you know, they weren't really there physically, but I always felt that I wasn't alone. And uh, in the the night, oftentimes, I would feel like I was being visited. This went on throughout my whole life. And eventually, about seven years ago, uh, I was laying there in bed, uh, sound asleep, actually. I was sound asleep, and then I woke up with a distinct feeling that there was somebody or something in my room. And that rather than get scared, uh, basically, because you know that feeling, like when you're being watched and you turn around and nobody's there, you know, that people get that often. It's just a hunch or intuition or gut feeling that something is going on. Uh, so I woke up, and I sensed three beings standing at the foot of my bed. I didn't see them in physical form, but I could see them uh, let's just say with my mind's eye, uh, three beings, and they uh, they were, oh, maybe four and a half feet tall. They were pretty short. And the one on the left was a little shorter and appeared to be female. Uh, and this would be more like what your typical ET experience would be, these almond eyes and the you know big bulbous heads and pretty scary-looking bug-like creatures. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay, what's happening? And But somehow, deep inside of me, from my core... I knew that something was going on, that they wanted something from me, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. At the time, I was this, this was five days prior to my surgery that I was going to have. I, I had scheduled a surgery for an inguinal hernia. It's just a very common type operation. I guess a lot of people can get a hernia where the intestine pokes through your muscle and it pinches and hurts. Well, I had been suffering from this for about a year, and I went ahead and I never had any kind of surgery in my life, but I decided to go ahead and, and just do this. I had the insurance coverage, and I was ready. So as a post-op was, uh, a pre-op, rather, was set up for a Friday. I had already visited three urologists, and they all confirmed that I had a hernia and that it needed to be taken care of by uh, installing this little patch in there. It was a, kind of a pretty easy surgery, actually. 
But I didn't like being cut on. I didn't like the idea. Of, and I've never been to the doctor for anything like that and, and no kind of surgery. And so when these beings entered my room, I, I told them, I said, I know why you're here and you need to do something for me and if you're going to keep visiting me. So basically I made them a deal. Um, the next day I got up out of bed and I had no pain. And I distinctly remember the being on the left, the female um, entity, uh, aiming something at me that would be akin to a flashlight, about the size of a flashlight, sort of a cylindrical rod. And uh, anyway, the, the thing is, is that the next day I felt fine. Two days later, I, I didn't have this hernia. And I canceled the surgery and have never had it since. Wow. Did you actually get it checked out again? Oh, sure, yeah. I'm a pilot, so I have to get a third-class medical, and I, you know, I fly for fun just for recreational recreational pilot, uh, and then also for health insurance. I've had several full physicals since then. And there is and no hernia. So when you said it was a deal, what, what, was, what was the other side of the deal? that You got the healing, and what were you offering them? Well, they wanted samples. You know, uh, this is the typical thing you hear about during uh, from ET abduction scenarios. And my grandfather lived to 106 years old, and his mother, 109, oh, wow. uh, he passed away just four years ago. And I knew very well that they were after my, something about me, either DNA or something that they wanted because of the longevity potential in my family. So that's what I felt they wanted, and, and I think they were just taking some kind of samples. I don't remember what they did after that. I passed out. Uh, you know, after I, I was very awake, very awake, very conscious when I awoke to this group and being in my room. And then after that, um, you know, after that short moment of telling you and me to do something for me, after I said that to them, I passed out and woke up the next morning like I normally do to go to work. And I reached down and said, hmm, there's no pain there. This is odd. Gee, that was more than a dream I had last night. It wasn't just a dream. So... I became a believer that there's things going on that uh, we all may not be aware of, and it may be as fantastical as it may seem, that uh, there are a lot of strange things going on. Now, whether they're angels or uh, aliens, you know, uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, I just think that, that we've got to all realize that it's all connected. It's all spiritual, really, in nature. And later on, I, of course, I met up with David, uh, and seven years later I would meet David, and we would form this film company called Voice Entertainment doing movies on scientific and spiritual subjects where they merge together. So it, uh, it makes for the perfect uh, setup <laughs> for me to kind of launch me into the arena of wanting to do documentary films because I really wanted to share this with other people, the story, and uh, as well as other stories that other people have to say about uh, what their experiences are and how we're all connected on many different levels. And, and have you had uh, ongoing connections since then? Yes, I have, actually, but not from that. Uh, well, yes, I did, actually. Uh, about a month ago, I had a very strange experience, and, and I very distinctly remember a pen-sized object being pushed into my right hip. And uh, it was one of those disturbing things when you feel like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you're aggravated, you're, you're kind of upset, and you don't really know why, but then you remember why, because some dream you had, or was it really a dream? Then later that day, I uh, was walking around the house, and I got a sharp pain there in my right hip, exactly where this thing was shoved into my hip. And then I, I actually went to uh, get a, a reading from a transmedium here in town. Her name is Summer Bacon. She's a phenomenal transmedium. If anybody's, uh, you can look her up on the internet, summerbacon.com. 
she uh, gave me a, re- a reading and said that, yes, there were samples that were being taken, actually bone samples and such. Well, that aggravated me. I really, I didn't like that. I don't like things like that happening to me. So, <laughs> uh, because I feel it's against my will. It's, it's, um, it's just something that feels very uncomfortable to me. So, I realize that there are also good beings out there that are visiting Earth that are not, um, they're not there here to take things from us or try to clone us or anything like that. They're just simply very loving beings. And I have been in touch with some of those recently in the last year. What about your connection to space travel? Um, well, yes, I actually uh, had went, uh, undergone several hypnotic regressions. And uh, one, interestingly enough, was by uh, James Ramey. Now, many may recognize that last name. Uh, General George Ramey was part of the Roswell UFO cover-up. And this is his, I guess it's his great-grandson, or grandson, I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, it turns out he lives here in my town, came here to my house and gave me hypnotic regression and started uh, telling me. All these things came out about what had happened over the course of my lifetime. It turns out that this is since I was a baby, since I was born. And um, so in, in some uh, cases in the hypnotic regression, I actually was brought on board, I went on board the craft and was taught how to fly them and how they travel. And, and, and actually what I was told is that it's, what you would call, what we may call, or scientists may call, singularity. And it's going back to what I mentioned in the onset of this conversation earlier in the show, is that um, it, this is not about, space travel is not about propelling or pushing or moving an object through space. It's about folding time in half. It's like connecting the dots. And it's not even about wormholes or anything like that. It's really, um, it's consciousness. If you can imagine riding the wave of consciousness that the moment you think of something that happened to you when you were a kid, you're right back in that time. You're back there. You can time travel. You can uh, move or transport yourself through space interdimensionally. And there are many different ways to do this, but this is just one group of uh, extraterrestrials that I know of that actually utilizes this process. There are other different kinds of uh, travel methods out there, though. And do you know humans who are able to do that? Alive today? Uh, I know of a couple that claim they do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but whether or not, you know, I again, you know, I, I think it's very wise to exercise discernment, and uh, because you you can get really get caught up in a lot of this stuff, I think it's really smart to just do your investigation, be a detective. Uh, healthy, you know, discernment is, is always a good thing to have. And uh, I've talked to a couple of people who say they can do this, and they do this frequently. Um, but whether I've personally witnessed it. No, not yet. Not not with anybody else. But I think we all have the ability in our dream state or sleep state to uh, do something akin to what I'm talking about here. We just have to get out of our own way. And then and then remember the experience. Mm-hmm. And then okay. remember it. Because a lot of times on a subconscious or a superconscious level, people do not remember. And Which would actually now lead me right into the Hope for Humanity discussion, if you're ready to talk about it. We're actually uh, about to go to second break, Jim, so hold that thought for a moment. And uh, we will definitely get to Hope for Humanity, because that's a really important topic that I am uh, really interested in myself, talking about the gifted children and how they fit into this process. So we're going to our second break, but we'll be right back with some really interesting further discussion with Jim Law.
taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTong.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Tune in to Inner Speaks Old Ventures Talk Radio Show every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, and learn how to let go of your past and create the reality you desire and deserve, allowing your inner communication to take place more easily without the interference of our noisy mind chatter or your ego. Inner Speaks Soul Adventures with Gene Adrian, right here on the Seventh Wave Network. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. And today we have with us Jim Law. And in fact, during the break, we have had a caller come in, and so I'm going to offer Blair the opportunity to say a few words and then ask Jim a question. Welcome, Jim. Uh, welcome, Blair. Thank you, uh, Peter, hey, and where? hello, Jim. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Here oh, time. great. Blair. The, uh, I saw uh, Greg Braden about eight years ago, actually talked to him, and he gave a definition of quantum physics, and he said that the reality that we see is solid and continuous 
is actually made of short bursts of energy, tiny energy packets called quanta. And so that quantum physics is the study of those short, rapid bursts of energy that our eyes and our minds link together to give us the illusion of what looks like a solid, continuous world. And so when Jim is talking about the quantum co-creation and stuff, it's tapping into a timeless and probably spaceless energy source, and it's just like we tune in like a radio. But Jim, uh, can you give a, a definition of soul groups or soul families and decisions they make to incarnate together on the planet? Oh, I'll take the answer question. off the air. Thanks. Thanks, Blair. Okay, Blair. Thanks. Sure. Yeah, I love that definition by Greg Braden, and it does go along with uh, what we uh, discuss in our movie, Quantum Communication, because uh, everything is connected, and in fact, it's more of a vibration to or frequency. And if you look at everything around you right now, there's different vibrations or frequencies, or, or um, basically, you can slow a vibration way, way down, and it becomes matter. And the higher the vibration or higher the frequency, it seems to be in more in the tune of light energy so it's uh yeah, there's a lot of study going on and it's, it's actually being proven a lot of this is not just theory anymore uh einstein was on to it way back in 1927 uh, when he held a, a group of scientists together and they discovered what something called the observer effect and they discovered that uh, the, when the men were observing the experiments the the results would always be out of step or just basically that they had to rem- pull themselves out of the loop because their thoughts were affecting the results of the experiments. I think one of the key things as well that uh, Blair has mentioned is this whole notion of tuning into a particular vibration that you have all these frequencies and vibrations present in that whole field mm-hmm. and then we focus our attention and our intention on a particular frequency vibration and that's what we connect with and pick up. And there's a whole variety of different vibrations available to us. Mm -hmm. So back to his question on soul families. Sure, yeah. On soul families, you know, um, I've discovered recently after moving to Sedona and uh, and undergoing the hypnotic regressions for the reasons I mentioned earlier in regards to ET experiences, that many of us who are here in this town knew each other in in a past lifetime of mine. And... I started wondering, I scratched my head and said, now why is this? What do we all have some crazy agreement out of body 500 years ago? Hey, there's, there's going to be this town called Sedona 500 years from now. Let's all meet there. You know, I, how does this happen? How are we attracted to each other? There are souls that do gather in not just in small towns, but large cities. It could be Phoenix, Arizona. It could be Los Angeles. But large gatherings, mass gatherings of souls that all knew each other from some prior lifetime. Uh, and, and what significance does this have? Is it karmic? Uh, do we all owe each other something? Or are we just disc- talking about something that we truly all just loved each other's presence and we just want to come back together and hang out? And I think it's all of the above. Uh, it could be, you know, everything. Uh, it just, you know, that we are actually drawn together uh, from previous lives. And my studies with the film and throughout the films really have uh, indicated very clearly to me uh, how uh, many of us are connected through the machinery that I've seen. Uh, Dr. Hans Schindler, who's uh, Dr. Emoto's right-hand man, he's a scientist that works with uh, Dr. Emoto, and also Konstantin Korokos, and uh, there's several others there that um, through their equipment they can show how things are all connected. Even sending love energy to somebody can be read and measured, and it could be in a building five blocks away, and it, you can see a spike of energy leaving the auric field of the body on this graph and on this picture that you see on the uh, computer screen. 
and it actually looks like a heart, you know, loving energy, that loving intention. So uh, it's our intention, you know, before we enter into a human body, I believe that we have made our choices that, hey, I'd like to go back and hang out with that group of people. They were they were fun back in the 1700s when we used to uh, hang out, you know, or whatever for whatever reasons, maybe to for karmic or maybe just to learn from, uh, just to be together actually again. It seems to me uh, at this time there's a greater purpose with all of this breakthrough that's happening in spirit and science and understanding quantum physics and beyond quantum physics uh, with all these people who have this uh, expertise and, and able to bring it into uh, a concrete form that we can see rather than it being somewhat nebulous. It seems to me, that, and I totally agree with you, there are certain spots on the planet where these congregations of people are coming back together and I believe that they're doing so for a very specific purpose at this time in history, not least of which is connected, I think, to the Mayan calendar and, and the speeding up of the frequencies of, of light uh, around us. So uh, I think we do come back together for like-minded reasons and for fun, but also for bigger purposes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, and hence the reason for the next film, Hope for Humanity, that discusses more of that. Yeah, so let's get on to that, <laughs> finally. Hope for Humanity. Tell us a bit about it. Well, it touches on everything we've already been talking about, but uh, it, what this is really, this film, is going to be about an hour-and-a-half-long documentary film, and Akiana Kramerich, uh, she was on Oprah and many, many programs. She's well-known around the world. She's a child prodigy painter, uh, and I spent three days with her family, and they're all phenomenal. It's not just Akiana. Uh, but she's incredible. We inter- I interviewed her and another boy by the name of Pablo Cordova uh, down in Phoenix and uh, Jessica uh, Schaub up in Vancouver, uh, several of these uh, what I'm calling gifted kids. I-, I-, I tend to steer away from labeling them as indigos or star children or rainbow children because most of the kids, they just want to be normal. They just want to be treated as kids. Uh, yes, they do have these extraordinary talents, but they remind us, Every one of them, interestingly enough, uh, they, they always tell me, you know, we're all gifted. All humans are gifted. This is nothing that I do. I, I just, you know, they don't think anything of it. They just do it. And how do they do that? Because they remember. And why are these kids coming through by the droves, by the hundreds of thousands at this very special time in our human evolution as we near 2012? Is there a connection? I believe there is. I believe there is a truly a quickening of our human consciousness, and I think that we are making that quantum leap forward. We have the ability, uh, and I think it's not just uh, a new thing. I think this has happened in the past, possibly even Atlantean times, when we are right at the event horizon of having the ability of thinking or swim. You know, we can think or swim, and I, I think we're going to make it this time, and that's the phenomenal uh, part of it. These kids, these gifted kids coming through are going to be our teachers and our leaders and our scientists and our mathematicians, and they're going to lead the way uh, to our future. They're also reminding us adults of what we are, but we've simply forgotten. So just explain that when you say that they remember. What do you mean by that exactly? Well, some of these kids, um, I don't think it's just reincarnation because, uh, like Akiana, she says, oh, some people say I was uh, Helen Keller or Leonardo da Vinci or some famous painter in a past life. She says, I don't believe all of that stuff. She says, you know, she's 14 now. Uh, she says, I, I just just know how to do it. I just open my mind and my heart. And so there, she's explaining the heart-mind connection. It's very important to live from your heart, especially right now, she, she tells me. 
uh, right now, and this, and this goes along with the, the Mayan elders that I've spoken to, uh, that Akiana, and I think she just uh, remembers who she is, not who she was. I'm talking about the God force or the God in, within that we all truly are, that we all have the ability to tap in to be whatever we want to be and realize the true essence of who we really are. It's not about necessarily remembering our past life and trying to duplicate that. No, we don't want to do that. The best thing, I think, is just to move beyond that. And sure, if there is a past life influence and there is some cellular memory of a past life, fine. But you've got to live in the now, in the moment, and be in your heart. So one of the mysteries around Akiana and, and children like her is not only perhaps the visions or the inspiration they've had to do the artwork, but it's actually the technical ability that they bring through. I don't know how old Akiana was when she first started painting, but they're pretty remarkable paintings in terms of their quality. Six years old, actually. Yeah. Yeah, she was little. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I also remember that, that people didn't believe that she'd done the painting, so... They actually had to watch her in action create something. Well, yeah, yeah, and I can tell you that uh, she told me that. Her mother told me that, too. Uh, I love her mother, uh, Ferelli. She's an incredible person. And I can see why uh, the kids are all the way they are in her family, because they have so much love in the family. Uh, One thing that I noticed is that they were all uh, home-birthed in water in a kiddie pool. Uh, And they also were all homeschooled. And so what we're talking about in Hope for Humanity, and what I want to touch on briefly, because I know we're, we're getting close to running out of time, but I want to uh, share with people that the fact is is that the pharmaceutical industry is dumbing down uh, by just people by just giving them these medications that for diseases that they create names for, like bipolar, schizophrenia, ADD, and HDAD. Uh, there's so many diseases, and, and for every disease, there seems to be at least 10 or 15 what I call designer drugs. They have all these funny names, you know, designer drugs. And and the kids are being put on meds, and they're being dumbed down, and they just stand there with drool coming out of their mouths, and they can't function, and they get aches and pains. And, and I think that it's just um, an atrocity that that's going on in our society. And to be aware that a kid oftentimes diagnosed as schizophrenic, and I've interviewed three of them, that it's not what it is. They're just so in tune with everything. They don't know how to shut out or get a focus on something. Uh, and, they, and they actually can be so in tune with so much that's going on around them, they channel that. They may take on the personality of some entity that's close to them or energy. Uh, so, yes, they do need, some of them do need direction, but not being put on the meds, not right off the bat anyway. So, Jim, we're going to our last break, and we'll continue this discussion, and perhaps we can talk about why it's called Hope for Humanity Connected to These Children. This is Peter Tung. We'll welcome you back after the break. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. 
How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. And I'm so pleased that Jim Law has come out from behind the camera to give us his expertise for this show today. And I know there's a lot of material we're actually not going to get to. So, Jim, you'll have to come back at a, a later date for another oh, show. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to. So let's chat about uh, Hope from Humanity a little bit further. We talked about Akien. So what about Pablo and Jessica? What are their particular gifts? Well, uh, Pablo started seeing uh, what he calls a spirit at the age of seven. And uh, about the same age that Akiana started really exploring her artistic capabilities, Pablo was, uh, seems to be seven is the magic number for a lot of these kids. Uh, and Pablo basically uh, started hearing of, uh, this noise in his room, and then he would see this uh, boy that uh, told him he was 14 years old, and he gave him his name. And uh, this little boy was training Pablo on how to heal people with uh, chakras, and he was training him about his energy points on his body and how to put hands on the, uh, another human and heal their body. Uh, now, he was diagnosed with being schizophrenic uh, by several mainstream psychiatrists and was, was put on 20 different meds. 
Today, he's off all the meds. He's visiting an intuitive psychologist. And basically, it just took somebody recognizing his abilities rather than uh, trying to wrap him up in a straitjacket and say he has a disease or a problem or some illness. When I was a high school principal, as you know, and um, had some of these gifted children in my school, and um, what I discovered very quickly was as soon as they can talk to an adult who understands their situation, it can help them understand what they're experiencing. Everything changes for these children. Absolutely. They can shift into their power and their strength and their giftedness and not have to be concerned about all of the other stuff that, as you say, we medicate, we give them labels, and we, and we cause them incredible distress. Mm-hmm. In fact, if we um, create the situation for them uh, to hold sacred space for them to do their work, then everything shifts. Absolutely. And the same was with Jessica up in Vancouver. You know, she was... Uh, basically ridiculed by friends. You know, she, she wasn't really put on any meds or anything like that, but the thing is the pressure can come from friends, you know, peer pressure. Uh, and she was basically treated very poorly as a youngster uh, and ridiculed because she would constantly see spirits you know, and talk to them. And, of course, the other kids, unless they're really open to that, they're going to make fun of it, right? So she blocked herself for quite a while there and just stopped uh, going in that direction until... Later, she just knew that she needed to start either stop hanging around those kids or just find a new circle of friends that would be more loving and, and compassionate towards her abilities. So, you know, these kids are just basically, if they're, if they're programmed, if they're being told they have a disease, if they're being told they are bipolar or schizophrenic, uh, and especially if they're given drugs to try to control that uh, so-called disease, uh, it really, really blocks them in a major way. It, it stops their development right when they're really wanting to blossom. A lot of the kids just need to have the chance to grow. So the DVD is called Hope for Humanity. Why, why did you use that title? Well, you know, originally it was going to be um, Gifted Children of the World. I changed the title to Hope for Humanity because it, as I started to evolve, like projects can, you know, work in progress, I discovered that really this is about hope for humanity. This is about the evolution of the human species. It's not just... Uh, featuring three gifted kids and how great they are doing this or that, uh, it really has started to grow into being something where these kids are our teachers. And what are they going to teach us? Well, our hope is that we all can arise to the occasion. We all can uh, realize our true essence of who we really are and what we've really uh, maybe suppressed all of our lives, possibly even since we were kids because of the way we were brought up. Uh, that we all have the potential to be just like these kids and, and beyond. And what that means for our humanity is it will really shift everything. It goes right along with the 2012 uh, shift, you know, it's a, a way of consciousness, of becoming uh, highly evolved beings. And certainly my experience of working with these children, that's exactly what is happening. Beautiful. So Jim, uh, we're coming up to towards the end of the show. Amazingly, it's gone very, very quickly. So just tell us a little bit about voice entertainment and the different movies and how people can actually get hold of those movies. Okay. Well, uh, there's the website, voiceentertainment.net. That's voiceentertainment.net. And on there you'll see several trailers to different movies. Uh, You'll see Water, uh, the movie that's a wonderful movie with Dr. Emoto and Constantine Kuroko in it. There's Water. There's um, another movie I was executive producer of last year, and it's called The Voice. And we have Quantum Communication, uh, we have Mona Lisa's Little Secret. All these movies are merging science with spirituality. So voiceentertainment.net, 
uh, just take a peek there, and you'll see some of what we do. Wonderful. And and any closing comments from you? Well, I just really want to thank you, Peter, for all of the work you're doing and all the listeners out there. It's wonderful that we all have this freedom, don't we, to uh, speak freely on the Internet and, uh, in ways uh, like this because uh, it's, it's not a thing that goes on in the mainstream media and radio talk shows. So uh, I just want to thank everybody for participating and being the wonderful spirits that you are. Well, thank you, Jim. That's a wonderful way to, to finish. I really appreciate your involvement, and we'll definitely do this again. Thank you so much. Thanks, Peter. So next week's show is a really interesting one, and it's uh, an aspect of my life which I never expected to be involved in, and that is my guest will be Sherry Chase, who is the owner of Chase International Luxury Real Estate Company, who operate in the Reno and Lake Tahoe area, and... I have been working with Sherry over the last nine months to create conscious corporations. That is bringing higher consciousness into the business world at a time when the financial markets were crashing and the real estate markets were falling apart. We co-created and collaborated together to create a new way of doing business, putting the people first in conscious co-creation and seeing how the industry would uh, adapt and change to involve this higher awareness of working with compassion, what we are calling heart-centered real estate. And so we will be discussing during the show exactly how this works and operates such that we can still make a bottom-line profit but we put the people first and we see and meet the needs of each individual person uh, at the top of our list so that we can meet the needs of the people, particularly at a time when many of the people in certain states, including Nevada and California, are having to foreclose on homes or short sales, incredibly emotionally difficult and challenging time and how a leading real estate company can look closely at the way in which they do business to support those people who are suffering in their lives and make a difference and improve the situation while still maintaining a sustainable company. So I look forward to working with Sherry on the show next week. And for those of us who are still in the midst of all sorts of upheaval in our lives, Realize that all this is supposed to be happening. Everything is in divine order and all is well. This is your host for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, Peter Stung, wishing you a wonderful day. that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.